and welcome to the Alchemist Inkwell. This is your spiritual podcast for grounded people. I'm Emily. I'm Crystalline. And actually today, oddly enough, I am feeling more grounded than usual. I yeah. hope everyone else is too. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really interesting. I think we've kind of transitioned out of the like severe inconvenience that was Mercury retrograde during eclipse season. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what it felt like more than anything, at least to me, is like just inconvenient things happening all the time. Not like horrible, horrific, detrimental, massive things, but just stuff where it was like awesome. <laughs> I guess I'll deal with this right now. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it was very inconvenient. And I feel like we've kind of moved out of that and into this really like activated sort of creative raw sort of energy which is kind of inherently grounding because you're Mm -hmm. like having the space to stand to make something to create something it's really interesting I really like it yeah well and not only that you know like the mercury retrograde has been hitting me a little bit different just because it's so personal to me right Mm -hmm. now it's got a lot of my personal things going on my solar return was uh on the 8th And so like Uranus is right on top of my sun and now hallmarks my whole year. And the sun happens to be my time Lord by perfection from the ascendant and from sec light. So I'm just like, I I actually channeled the sun to be like, what's our relationship going to be like this year? And it was just kooky crazy. So I did a card pool because like Uranus is genius or eccentricity or awakening Mm -hmm. or unpredictability. And I was like, okay, I could be catastrophizing here. What's gonna like what else? Um, uh-huh. and I did card pool and it was just like right on spot on with the uh solar return chart, which looks like a very interesting year. Um, I have ideas about what it's gonna show up as, but of course, we know with Uranus when you do that, it's probably not gonna be the thing you guess. Just gonna um, say, yeah, good luck guessing that. <laughs> yeah. And then there was the the Uranus conjunction with the sun perfected on May 9th. So everybody got to experience that energy of it, just happened to be on the same degree as my actual sun. Um, so now I'm, I'm living with it, which is where the new hairstyle came from. <laughs> yeah. You guys should go check out the YouTube. If you're not, Krista has a new hairstyle. It looks great. I really like Thank it. Thank yeah. You. I needed something less maintenance, shorter and edgier and talk to my hairstylist and they were amazing. Yeah. Also, um, your necklace reminds me, my guides bugged me the other day. They were like, cause I've been like wanting to get some new jewelry stuff for like travel and like grounding mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. And they're like, go get one, go get a Labradorite necklace. And I was like, all right. So I found a couple of them actually. I got like a pinkish sort of one and then like a bluish sort of mm-hmm. one. Um, but I just thought that was, it reminded me, I was like, oh yeah, I got shoved into that about last week. <laughs> hey, you need jewelry now, go get it. And I was like, okay, God, I guess I will. So yeah, it's I was, very interesting. I was looking at next week and then also next month in the astrology. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, there's a lot of social cycles happening and like transpersonal Mm -hmm. cycles happening. So what I mean by that in astrology is like, you have your personal planets, which is the moon, uh, Mercury, Venus, the sun. Those Mm -hmm. are the personal planets. They move so fast. We can actually feel them. Uh, Mars gets thrown in there too. So you feel them when they move because they're, they're cruising. Right. But then you get out past Mars and it's the heavy hitters. It's Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. They're very slow. So you're not going to track their results day to day. Saturn mm-hmm. and Jupiter are considered social because they are faster, like mid range, if you want to call it that. So we'll notice things unfolding over the course of a year, three years with them because they're moving slowly, but still moving. But then you get the transpersonal planets, ergo like Pluto, who defines entire generations or Neptune, who is like a micro mini generation, Uranus, a micro generation, like Uranus has been in Taurus since 2018 and will not get out until 2026. 
That's how slow these things move. So when the outer planets interact with each other, mm-hmm. especially um, uh, an astrologer and more archetypal astrologer, Richard Tarnas, observed in his book, Cosmos and Psyche, which is a really great introduction to archetypal astrology and just the feel and vibes and personalities of the planets. But he also covers the cycles when Jupiter and Saturn conjoin, which is considered a great conjunction. It's a super big deal as far back as Egypt and Babylon and all that stuff. Um, But then like Uranus, when it conjoins with an outer planet, like Jupiter, as Uranus and Jupiter are going to conjoin over the next year. Mm-hmm. It's a thing, right? Because you have these big, slow-moving, unfolding things coming together, and it creates big deal uh, cultural events that are going on. Like, for instance, a really cool one is there was a Pluto-Uranus-Jupiter conjunction with the moon hmm. uh, in 1969. It happened to be the day we landed on the moon. So you see Weird. how- the archetypes of Jupiter going sort of beyond this guy there, Uranus, this revolutionary awakening of beyond our own boundaries and Pluto, just taking everything to the extreme with the moon, making it personal. Like we literally stuck a pin in it. Um, it just goes to show like how those things really come together. And it, it hits a landmark in our history in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, Saturn, Jupiter, we know that happens every 20 years or so, but the cycles are, are a little bit more complicated. We recently had one of those at the end of 2020. Um, mm-hmm. A Saturn-Pluto conjunction is what kicked off the whole 2020 situation. Saturn or Jupiter-Pluto conjunction uh, really hallmarked and was very accurate to the different, um, when we had those expansions or peaks of COVID numbers. There's actually a graph that shows the the conjunctions of Pluto and Jupiter, and in each one at the dates, there was another inflation of numbers. So Jupiter inflation, Pluto can be pandemic or pestilence and stuff like that. You think Zeus and Hades, right? Mm-hmm. And I say this because next week on, I think it's the 17th, I can get exactly the thing. Jupiter comes into Taurus on the 16th. And because Jupiter will be at zero degrees Taurus while Pluto is at zero degrees of Aquarius on the 17th, we will get the Jupiter-Pluto square. So this is the first square we've had since 2020. Again, it's taken since 2020 for these two to actually get 90 degrees from each other. Mm -hmm. Gives you kind of like a time frame thing. But the square, especially in this opening of the circle, is the first plot point in this new story that began in 2020 between Pluto and Jupiter. So you can look back into history and see correlations, especially with the conjunctions, you see them. Um, but this is going to be an unfolding and a new development having to do with what began at that time. And we think about what began at that time. It was the culture that we are in now. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are we going to be expanding that culture? How are we going to be transforming as a society, as a population around the world? Uh, and then we'll, we'll get some information about that literally uh the 17th of may the reason i giggled is i'm just like listening i'm like oh interested okay whatever and then when you're like how are we going to transform as a culture and my guide sent me the like rise up song from hamilton like blaring in my head and i was like okay (laughs) well so here's another thing that's what we're doing then rock on (laughs) yeah shortly like i think it's actually this one might be in june 
Um, I'm just double checking that it's not next week because I might've gotten my wires crossed, but Mars is going to be moving out of cancer and into Leo. I do think it's next week. Actually. I remember, I remember filming the skit. So it must be, it must be happening. Oh yeah. On the 20th, Mars moves into Leo. And of course we'll be at zero degrees. Leo is Moved it on its way further from me. <laughs> you would think right for you, this is actually a good thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, for, for, I don't know. Mars is a personal planet, but it will then oppose Pluto. Mm -hmm. So their last conjunction was actually, uh, I think it was 20 late 2021. I want to say, um, in Capricorn. So stuff that happened around that time, I think there was also when these actually corresponded, if I remember right, I did mark these down. Cause I am, uh, I'm going to do a YouTube video specifically on this. So we don't have to go like too, too far into it, but I'm going to do a video on it. Um, it coincided with certain things that are happening um, in Europe that are clashes of titans, so to speak. So, I mean, with sand-filled potholes and that kind of stuff, that kind of thing with the coordination, or are we talking more like boom, boom? Okay, talking boom. Yeah, both are clashes. One is like a culture clash. No, Mars and one is a physical kind clash. clash. Mars is. I know, the, the, but the, I just wanted to oh. make sure that like that's the level we're talking on. Since I, I would think so close. based on the last conjunction being, okay. you know, around that. So we'll see. Um, mm -hmm. Which is like the best thing an astrologer can ever say. Here's what happened before, and now we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. again, we've got the rest of the month is pretty interesting, and then even like next month. For the first time uh, since 2020, Saturn and Jupiter will form their first aspect. It's not a square. It's a sextile. It's literally the first time they get to see each other again <laughs> since they conjoined. So we've got a lot of social and, and transpersonal change happening over the next, over the summer, really. So mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting to observe and witness, which is my recommendation for all of that. Because again, transpersonal, social, witness it do what mm -hmm. you can do what you feel spurred to do and inspired to do. Um, and just lean into your sphere of influence. Yeah. Yeah. That tracks. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm curious, you know, that's the astrology of it. Um, I haven't read the energy of it too much. Uh, cause I literally mm -hmm. realized all this was happening yesterday. So I've been doing astro research out the wazoo. Um, it feels a little bit duller to me than the conjunctions did as far as yeah. the goes, but I feel like it's, it's very assertive, like something happens and it's reported and it, it feels, um, I don't know why, but the, the Jupiter Pluto one, you know, when they have those, the two people that are wearing like giant inflatable balls and they run at each other and they go mm -hmm. off of each other. That's what it feels like. What okay, do you think? Fair enough. Well, the way I've been feeling into it, um, not knowing any of that astrological background to literally this moment. So this is just me like looking at the energy. I was talking about this on a group reading I did earlier today, um, which I think is super interesting. I think it's the actualization of change versus when 2020 started, it was more like the kickoff. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, this is how it's looking actualized. Like this is a, like events unfolding that have a directional output instead of 2020 it was like we're all gonna sit and wonder and mm -hmm. no one knew what to fucking do because we we're sitting and wondering now it's more like their stuff and we have we know what to do for this stuff or we know how to combat this stuff or we know what to show up with for this stuff and that's what it looks like to me when i'm talking like large-scale societal change stuff it feels like the actualization of the what has been building um which honestly, it feels messy. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It feels messy. It feels real messy. 
Um, I've been paying really, 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 really close attention to Florida. Let me just put it that way. Really close attention. It feels messy, like just that level. Um, That's what I see on like a societal level. And so it's like that actualization. There's stuff to do about it. We have a plan in place, like we're going to act sort of energy with whatever event happens. Because I do think there's going to be over the course of the summer, a couple different significant events that are going to make that change occur, right? Like make, give us that rise up space as my guides have decided to insert. Um, On a personal level, what it feels like we have done over this eclipse season specifically, um, which is why I think a lot of people are uh, struggling a little bit with this, is it feels like we're building energy internally. Mm -hmm. Like we are building and building and gathering and gathering and gathering and gathering and gathering. And now with this Mercury retrograde, we're still gathering. We're still kind of in that like gathering space. And I think by the time we hit June, a lot of that energy on a very personal level is going to actually manifest like come out of us erupt and do something and so a lot of the creative energy is returning a lot of the like directional energy is returning everyone who's been like i'm so lost i don't know what to do i would really anticipate some sincere ahas of like oh now i do now i know what direction i'm going in now i'm adjusting over here i'm doing what i actually want again which again feels like a culmination of what was happening in 2020 which is we were all inside ourselves we had the time to spend to dive into stuff but then the world happened again and we had to go back outside of ourselves and do all this different stuff and now people are like uh fuck that i hate it <laughs> i want to go back internal and mm-hmm. like understand some more stuff and actually actually you know put that into actual reality um and i think that is the energy that we've been we've been building up to so when i look at that on a personal level for june i think I mentioned this on my reading today. I think a lot of people are going to get like spontaneous tattoos, spontaneously dye their hair bright colors, that kind of thing, because it's a lot of like, I need to feel different because I feel different and I need it to be represented. Like, boom, I'm going to get this done. And that also coincides with a lot of deep energy, creativity, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like if we see a new social media significantly come up in the next month and a half, two months, that would make sense to me. Yeah. And I will, I think I, I totally agree with you um, because it feels like the eclipse has helped us download because the eclipses are also winding down a cycle and beginning a new cycle at the same time. And Jupiter was involved um, in the one in Aries, the, mm. yeah, the two new moons in Aries, but the last one being an eclipse. Uh, and then Uranus was involved in this most recent one that happened because um, Uranus was near the sun, but opposing the moon and Scorpio for the eclipse. And it feels like we had the download with, you know, Mercury, the strategist, the psychopomp also delivering mm-hmm. that information. Um, and then with this square, like you said, we had the start of it where it was, okay, we have to be still now. We have to kind of like um, weather the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And now it's like something needs to be done. We know it needs to be done. This is where we start doing. And mm-hmm. because it is the opening square again, you know, thinking about a whole circle or even like the hero's journey, you think about even a first quarter moon, it's the experimenting. It's the, we're going to just do something and see, we'll probably get a lot wrong. Um, and a lot of people with big egos will probably make the wrong feel a little, or make them, the experiments feel a little bit more dramatic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, inflated ego is another thing that you can even think of with Jupiter and Pluto. Um, but also thinking yeah. about that whole death and rebirth, the regeneration, we are regenerating our society after that big event that mm-hmm. happened. So this mm-hmm. would be more of the rebirth part of the cycle as we start kind of, you know, seeing what we're capable of and seeing what we want to do now 
And I think there will be a uh, trial and error in the best of ways and, and in the, you know, eye rollingest of ways. I do think, honestly, one of the energies that I see with some of that trial and error stuff, it feels very much like chaotic, malicious compliance. Like oh. a lot of the old stuff, like egos are trying to like force us into doing these things or whatever. And people are chaotically, maliciously complying to that mm -hmm. and totally breaking the whole thing. And like everything they try to put in to, to control is just going to get broken again by like a lot of, it's not like, oh, I will attack this. It's like, oh, you want me to do that? Okay. Mm -hmm. I will do that, but I will do it in the most ridiculously maliciously compliant way possible. Like and that's the way genies. that the energy <laughs> What? And like actual genies where uh -huh. it's like, careful what you wish for. Cause I will do exactly that. Uh-huh. It's very that energy. When I look at like the war of what was trying to still kind of infiltrate and then what is now we're making and how that kind of plays out, which is going to be, it's going to be weird. It's going to be mm -hmm. messy. It's going to be chaotic. It's very flat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's but. very interesting to me that over the next week, Pluto gets to interact so much uh, with what's going on. Because again, those transpersonal planets, unless someone talks to them, they really don't get to talk. Mm -hmm. And they're just sitting there waiting for the, for the message to be delivered. And uh, it's interesting. Also, so Oh, go ahead. Well, just, just on that, I was just going to say, Pluto is <clears throat> malicious compliance inherently. <laughs> yeah. Like we just like Pluto, Pluto is a paper pusher. Like, let's be yeah. real here. Like that is very much how both Pluto and Hades energy kind of works is they're more of like the, oh, we manage the underworld. Mm -hmm. They are the, the bureaucracy of the underworld more than they are like Charon or someone like that who is like the ferry boatman or like death or you know what I mean they're more just like no we just make sure everyone goes to the right place <laughs> like that kind of energy yeah. so that would make a lot of sense as far as the malicious compliance space goes yeah and I will just to quote really quickly from Cosmos and Psyche on Pluto again mm -hmm. this is by Richard Tarnas an amazing book just in general, but quote, to summarize the consensus of contemporary astrologers, Pluto is associated with the principle of elemental power, depth, and intensity with that which compels, empowers, and intensifies whatever it touches, sometimes to overwhelming and catastrophic extremes, primordial instincts, um, destructive and regenerative, volcanic, cathartic, elementive, transformative, ever evolving, mm -hmm. and uh, also uh, biological processes of, you know, the whole cycle of life kind of thing. Mm. So it's very yeah. interesting. That makes, I mean, it makes a lot of sense yeah. for sure. It's a really wonderful time in the next couple of weeks. And I'm, I mean this wholeheartedly start a creative project. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's a really, really, really awesome time to do that. Like everything. Yeah. And it's like the space is coming back to do that. Like I was able to write a whole bunch yesterday and I was like, Oh, look at space. It's here. Yeah. Things are opening. So like, it's very much a, a great time to just start something, even if it doesn't come to fruition the way you want it to starting it now is nice. Mm -hmm. I also just got a ping of this is the perfect time to cut something toxic out of your life. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to yeah. leave it there. Um, mm -hmm. and to, in to replace the space of that toxic thing, fill it with creative stuff. Again, yeah. the death and rebirth for what you're going to cut the cord with give life to the thing that you want to see more of. Mm -hmm. I really agree with that. I think it's a really, and I also think 
Um, don't be surprised if you're like, oh, what should I cut out of my life that's toxic? And then you get an answer and you're like, that's not toxic. What are you talking about? And then you have to actually look at it in a different light or like go around the other side of it and be like, oh, maybe that is actually a toxic thing. I just didn't see it that way before. Because that's the type of toxic things that looks like it's coming up. It's mm -hmm. less of like quit smoking cigarettes. I mean, if that's it, awesome. Yeah. But it's it's more the stuff that we didn't think was toxic because we were so far into it. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, you know, it is if you get angry thinking about letting it go, because that's attachment. So it's one of those, like, I could give it up. I just don't want to kind of energies. If you catch yourself and witness your, your physical self, having that reaction, don't judge mm -hmm. yourself for it. It's an emotion associated with a thought and it's totally fine that it's there, but now you have everything you need to understand that, yeah, maybe there's a certain level of attachment here and perhaps it's not in your highest and best interest to maintain that level of interest, mm -hmm. attachment, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I know she meant. You're good. <laughs> Thanks. I'm trying, man. Yeah. Mercury's got me. <laughs> yeah. Mercury has been an adventure yesterday out of nowhere. Um, my switch did this little notification. It's like your SD card is corrupted. And I was like the oh. fuck. And it was like, you need to Not restart. And like, if this deletes all of my games and my yeah. save data, I'm going to have an issue because this week there's a special game coming out. And I'm like, this is not, we're not playing this. I'm not doing this right now. Yep. Um, it did not delete my save data, at least on a couple of games that I was, I did have to redownload everything um, onto it, but the save data was still there. So sorry. that's awesome. But it was like, a, that's like the inconvenience thing, right? Like it's mm -hmm. like that level. That's what Mercury is doing. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, would you like to clearly communicate a thought? No, <laughs> that sort of energy, which is just funny. Yeah. Lots of spiritual energy though, too. Well, and, like, and isn't that the same thing in a sense, you know, mm -hmm. I was just talking to my hairdresser. I love my hairdressers, by the way, because we get to talk about everything and everybody gets involved in the conversation. So we were talking about how magic is everyday life. And mm -hmm. we just forget that magic is so practical or so mm -hmm. present. Um, and you think about technology that is absolutely magic. The uh -huh. fact that airwaves do what they do or electric uh, electricity moves and all that stuff. What makes those things happen is absolutely magical. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice to remember that so that you can stop telling yourself that magic is impossible because you're surrounded mm -hmm. by it all the time, visibly with technology, but then tangibly with everything you decide and everything that you do for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will say, it feels like we have hit a little bit of a tipping point too as far as spiritual energy goes as like oh this is the veil is thin period like it's just not like it's not like a thinning and a, no it is we have hit that mark which I've honestly been waiting for for years because we've channeled it in and we knew it was coming where we're going to hit this space where mm -hmm. all of a sudden like spiritual things are more in our space and you know seeing more ghosts or seeing more extra dimensional beings or like being able to manifest more quick like those things mm -hmm. we've hit that point where it's like okay here we are now this stuff is actually happening we've been building 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 it's kind of like the way that it feels like I don't know if anyone else feels this. It feels like, oh my gosh, AI is just everywhere now. How did that happen? It happened so fast because it literally happened over the course of a month. It didn't. It's been building for years and slowly integrating and slowly integrating. It hit the mainstream finally and hit that tipping point. So now it feels like it's everywhere. That's what we've been doing with spiritual energy too. Mm -hmm. Like very, very much so. And pretty much on the same like wave length yep. of that, to be totally honest. Yep. And I even know the transits that are allowing that and and 
lifting that along and it is a social planet and a transpersonal planet and those two will conjoin i believe it's 2025 um and so that's going to be interesting as that continues to draw closer um i'm looking at saturn and neptune with those two because when they do get together often we get spiritual stuff and this time even more so because they're they're cruising together in pisces for a while but then it happens in aries that's where the conjunction happens it's zero aries literally mm. the creation degree if you think about it it's the first degree of the zodiac um so this that's is where true. like you would snap and life would burst forth kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's going to be really interesting because i think organized religion religion is going to have a really hard time i think it already is it is but yeah. i mean it's going to be it is interesting and yeah. then so the the tactics to scrabble for people i think are going to get very weird Mm -hmm. really quick but the other thing is i think and, and i know that this is something being a spiritual creator like being a content creator in this space i am massively exposed to the naysayers and the oh yeah. you are a devil worshiper and all the sorts of like the people that are like actually that's not correct because i don't think so like that kind of like there's <laughs> yeah. so much of that um <laughs> yeah i've been getting that a lot on um on my YouTube shorts, like mm. people on TikTok are still as cool as they've been, but I cannot tell you how many times a week, some person comes into the comments on my YouTube shorts and is like professional astrologer. What does an astrologer do? And I'm just like, you know what? I'm absolutely going to tell you because mm -hmm. maybe, and it won't be me, but maybe you'd benefit from like working with one. Um, or like yeah. you can't put professional and astrologer in a sentence. And I was like, well, that's really cool. Cause you just did good job. <laughs> That's exactly. my, uh, my low road happening there. But I love it. That's okay. <laughs> Petty roads are still roads. Um, <laughs> but what I it does feel like those like that is going to come. It's not like it's going to ramp up in a way that's detrimental. It's going to ramp up in a way where you can see the people trying to hold on to what felt safe and normal. Yeah. And you'll be able to see through it really quickly and not let it hurt you or hit you so much mm -hmm. because so many more people are going to be getting on board and trying to expand their perspective and trying to understand life more i also think this is just a random prediction but this came in the other day and so i'm going to throw it in here because it's very on par with this i think we're going to see a, a pretty far-reaching legalization of a lot of psychedelic substances mm -hmm. with this um for therapy purposes etc because i think that like raving and necessity of mind expansion and people who don't know how to do it in this kind of capacity or don't understand those resources or have a different path are going to lean more in that space. Yeah. And that is also going to be a, a big shift that I well, think is coming in. The acknowledgement of the mind factor mm -hmm. rather than just everything having to be body or the acknowledgement of the spirit factor rather yeah. than just everything having to be body. I think that's going to be incorporated. I think that because we've been saying this for months now before mm -hmm. we even talked about Saturn and Pisces. Along with that, I think we see more credentials being requested, perhaps required of people who work in those spheres. You're going yeah. to need to say, I am a responsible practitioner of this intuitive or energetic or esoteric field. Um, because there's mm -hmm. going to be so many people who are just going to pop in and be like, yeah, I do that. Let me mess with your life. Um, mm -hmm. So I highly recommend whatever you're doing. If you don't want to get certified in specifically that, at least take like a coaching or coaching skills course. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know how to work one-on-one -on -one with clients. I think that is the the smartest first step you can take. Mm -hmm. Even if we never see regulations appearing in this area, it's just going to help you work with clients so much if that's something you're interested in. 
I do definitely see that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, honestly, I'm excited. <sighs> the energy of the next couple of months is really exciting to me, but I am a Gemini and this is we're entering into Gemini season. So like take that with whatever you want to take it with. But to me, I'm yes. like, yay, change in my season. I love this. Like that's where I get it. But mm-hmm. I'm working on I'm the uh, horoscopes for all the signs for next month and Gemini risings. But of course you have your son there as well. So it may really, yeah. it may feel like that for you too. They have the most um, impactful energy next month. They have mm-hmm. the most attention, um, which, yeah. you know, kind of a good thing for them. Um, but there's a lot happening. So it should feel pretty active next month. Also, anybody who's listening, um, just a personal request. I'm looking to see what you guys want most with those monthly videos. Do you want one monthly video with the lunation, the new zodiacal season, the other lunation and all the horoscopes in one video? And then you can just click through and watch as you need. Or do you want me to split those up into like three where one's horoscopes? And then I just do a different one for the different lunations and stuff. Hmm. Let me know because you guys are actually really kind in responding uh, and commenting. So I know that I can trust you guys to give me your opinions. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, Also, thank you to our patrons. Um, We didn't do one of the topics that were voted on today just because we wanted to make sure we actually addressed this astrological event. So you guys were prepared because this is not pop astrology this is this is not that at all this is more deep stuff and also you know deep energetic stuff and stuff that is worth knowing because most of you are on the path of the like on the radar of this like in this space and that is valuable yeah genuinely valuable um so we wanted to make sure we covered that but and if you want to go vote on the content options in there we have some really good ones coming up which we're super stoked on mm-hmm. um also krista's birthday which krista said it as a solar return but we're going to highlight it was your birthday on monday <laughs> happy yes, birthday <laughs> thank you thank you um just gonna point that out um yeah a uh, really quick other thing we are still open for the forgotten storytellers pitches mm-hmm. so if you would like to pitch the forgotten storytellers and join us in the big creative project of writing a book that is important to you that will change the world again fiction it's stories is what we're focused on um that's starting right around the time of this conjunction and everything that's occurring um which is pretty fantastic so if that's something that you do uh, think of as your big creative project lena the official start will be on your birthday won't it it is yeah yeah Uh uh-huh the yeah. start of the cohort is on my birthday, which is like three days after we get back from Greece. So, yes. yes. And we will be so excited. The cohort is already, we have people who are already in there. Um, we're so excited about them and we can't wait to uh, introduce everyone who's supposed to be, to make these new connections and make these new amazing friends in this group to each other. Yeah. The favorite, we, our favorite part of the Forgotten Storytellers is the like bonds that happen between everybody that's in there. We keep our cohorts really small. It's usually like an absolute max of 12, but usually around 10. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's really special. Like we've had, we have Forgotten Storytellers who now like live together. <laughs> we've like met each other in the program. Like we have so much connection there. It's just such a magical, like you're supposed to meet these people at this time. You made that kind of agreement sort of thing. And we just are lucky to yeah. be there to help. So that's our favorite part. Yeah, no, it's, I I said to you the other day, like, I just cannot believe that we are given the ability to do this because it's Mm -hmm. just so expansive and I'm always in awe of it, which is great because it never gets old then. Right. So we're always just so in it 
with everyone who, who does it. It's literally this personal mentorship, but it's like a friend group <laughs> that uh-huh. I give tips in for psychic abilities, some astrology and getting a story out there. That's actually going to make a difference. And what a time to do that when society is emerging from all of this. It's honestly, it's gonna be really cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really, really cool. I think it's, it's a perfect time. It's the time. If anything, it feels like there's not enough hours in the day to create everything I want to create is how it feels, which is good. Yeah. Like and capitalize on that energy. If you've got that too, mm-hmm. this is the time it's, it just is. So, yeah. Yeah. um, but yeah, yeah so thank you all. Oh, yeah, we're just to round it out because I want to keep this really tangible for everybody mm-hmm. over the next week to put this in perspective, Mercury will turn direct on May 14th. That's Sunday. Um, right. Yay. <laughs> Jupiter will come into Taurus on May 16th. And then, uh, the square between Jupiter and Pluto is perfected on May 17th. That's Wednesday. Mars will come into Leo and then oppose, uh, Pluto on May 20th. The opposition isn't perfected on May 20th. I think that's on the 21st, but just so you know that that's the timeline we're looking at. And if you were curious about the last conjunctions with Jupiter and Pluto, just to see what started around this. April 4th, 2020 was the first one. Then the retrograde of both of them was June 30th, 2020. And then they had their last conjunction on November 12th, 2020. And then here on May 17th, we'll see the first real opener of that story. So if those dates sound familiar from 2020, now, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. We'll see how it goes. We'll be here with you. We'll, yep. we'll help you track it. We are um, all going through it together. And exactly. you know what? it's the opening. It's the rebirth. Let's look forward mm-hmm. to what comes from that. Yeah, I'm into it very much so. Mm-hmm. Cool. And thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, we appreciate you. Um, and if you share our podcast with anyone, we appreciate that so much. Like, thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. I've had a couple different people this week be like, oh yeah, I shared it with all my friends and whatever. And I'm like, you are the sweetest. Like, thank <laughs> you. It just makes me so happy and we both feel so honored just existing this time where we can talk about all of this like weird magical psychic stuff and have it be relevant and be helpful and like be received. Um, so thank you. We appreciate you. We hope that you take all this energy and that you go make, go some, make magic. some magic. Mm, I liked that Good one. Good enough. <laughs> Watch it be like the worst one we've ever done. I'm like, oh my God, I loved it. <laughs> Mercury retrograde magic. Right.